0: welcome back to episode two of confidence let's get moving for our mental health i'm so 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 excited for our next guest she has been a friend for a century and um we're currently strolling through uh what's the park's name
1: canazaro park in wimbledon
0: in Wimbledon in London, which is very exciting. It's a bit of a change from our first park in the first episode. Lido has an extraordinary story. I think she's a very cool woman and she's also had an extraordinary year. I think uh, to start off from last December, uh, Lido, unfortunately, um, her gran passed away. She then moved to London at the end of December in 2019. Her mom had then passed away and then um, she'd kind of started her master's degree. So um, Lilo, do you want to just tell me a bit about uh,
1: how have you coped this year? How are you feeling? So I'm feeling pretty good. Um, Obviously, the year has been really tough, but I've been keeping busy with work. Obviously, because I'm doing a master's, it's very time consuming. but yeah this year's definitely been tough. I mean I moved countries after two big events happened, um traumatic events. So that was tough, but I think it was also at the same time it was good for me to get a change of scenery and kind of start fresh. Um yeah, but it's it's been it's it's been it's been tough, but it's been good. I think this year's this year's changed me a lot. Um I think um Yeah, it's it, <laughs> It's something that you can't explain. Like, well, you can explain, but it's hard to understand if you haven't been through it. Like, you know, yourself. It's kind of, it's kind of difficult. Uh, if people who are listening, if they've lost someone, they'll understand. Um, it's it's a weird thing. Grief's a weird thing. It comes and goes, and it's um, yeah. It's just very. It's 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 unpredictable.
0: I think you've touched on so many good points. Let's throw it back. So, when your mom died in February, what, what did that feel like? How did you, what, what, like, what was
1: going through your head? Um, complete disbelief. It was very obviously. It, she was sick, but it was quite sudden. Um, so, although she'd been she'd been ill, it was it was very sudden, and you know we didn't realise the full extent. We didn't realise how serious it was. So, I think it was a lot of disbelief, a lot of. Um, just, I was shocked and um, very upset. Obviously, angry. Um, just the usual things. I think that people people feel when they lose someone. But you know, we, she passed away, and then we went straight into a pandemic. So it was kind of like, obviously, we had to fly. It happened in South Africa, and then we had to fly overseas for the for the funeral and then from there it was like oh how am i going to get to the uk before borders close so it's kind of a, a bit of i was in a bit of survival mode you know didn't really have time to actually fully comprehend what was happening at the time so yeah i think that that's how i felt in the beginning um and obviously there's a lot of people around in the beginning so that kind of it, it's it's strange because that's that makes it i don't know it, it doesn't feel real because it, it, that that people aren't always going to be there you know what i mean people people are there for the first few weeks and then you know things things die down and um you know and then everyone gets on with their life and I think that's when it really hits.
0: Okay so tell me a bit about that because I know that's something that we have spoken about in previous conversations where um you as you say people are around and then they're not and I think uh I think have you do you sometimes feel like there's an element that other people have moved on or forgotten and it's like still a thing you're going through and people tend to forget that.
1: Uh, yes, definitely. I don't think they do it on purpose, of course. I think, you know, life's busy and you can't blame anyone for that. But I think people people assume that, you know, the first few weeks are the hardest. But actually, that's not that's not really the... It's obviously very difficult, but that's not really the case. That's not the only hard part, you know. It, it becomes... It's a bit easier, actually, because there's so many people around. You actually don't have time to think. And then, um, you know, suddenly everything... Everyone goes back to their, their lives and it's... It's understandable, of course, but, you know, you're still stuck with, like, nothing's changed for you, right? And so what have been those really, really hard parts? Where where have you been, like, oh, I'm really feeling the gravity of this? You know, after all the formalities and, you know, after funerals and after all that, um, actually just when you're getting back into normal life, so starting masters, you know, uh, you, you know, finishing pre... I had pre-masters before, so I was finishing my pre-masters, and, you know, just... Having to go on with daily life after that was was difficult. I say the hardest because, you know, yeah, other people get caught up in in their own stuff and you just, you you feel like, oh, okay, well, now that's, you know, that's all over. So now what, you know? Like now, now what's, you know, for me, like what?
0: Tell me a bit about how you've coped on those really dark days. How, and, and even I guess on the lighter ones, just kind of what's gotten you through those. tragedies and also whilst in a pandemic
1: how did you navigate that well I think firstly um of course family um that's been you know a big thing because obviously they understand exactly what you're going through and equally as important friends friends in London so um as you know you're one of my good friends in London so you know how you've been able to support and you know you're, you you truly see who your good friends are in these times because they, they don't stop messaging they don't stop checking in you know I think they, they realize the magnitude of it more because perhaps I mean my good friends have all had interactions with the people who like my mom you know so they, they kind of understand the presence that she held in my life so they they continue to you know check in I mean it's it's just over 10 months now and I mean I still my my good friends are still always there so that's really been good music is another big thing um I play my guitar a lot I um, I sing I because I was in a band as you know in um in Stellenbosch back in South Africa so I try to kind of continue playing music that helps a lot listening to music helps a lot initially in Cyprus after the funeral we were um This was just before I came to the UK. We have like a little home gym and I was never big on gym. I don't know, I just started gymming every day. And then obviously when I came here, that kind of went out the window because all the gyms were closed, but anyway. So that also helped a lot. What was it about exercise that that helped you? What what was it? How did you feel afterwards? I think I was... um I was kind of a bit angry and frustrated, mm-hmm. so it's just, a, it's just a release, you know, just for like, even if it was just like half an hour, you know, it's just something at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely music, music's also a really big thing for me. Um, talking to people who might not understand, but just, you know, are there to listen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, 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 that's what helps me, I guess.
0: I'm just thinking for listeners, uh, people that might be listening,
1: maybe they kind of want to reach out. Maybe
0: so a friend of theirs has, or a family member even, um, has had um, a tragedy or someone's died. And maybe they kind of feel like they're, they're worried about how to kind of approach that. Like, oh, they don't want to maybe bring it up and remind the person about that. How would you, what advice would you give to that person having experienced your own grief? How would you? Like, would you want people to even message out of the blue? How, like, do you get what I mean? I think some people might just mm-hmm. feel a bit... Mm-hmm. Um, Awkward? Or, yes. Yeah.
1: I think initially, when when it first happens, everyone's messaging. So it gets a bit frustrating because obviously obviously, you don't... You want people to message, but it's a bit like, it's a lot. It's It's overwhelming, you know. But then as things subside, I think it goes from lots of messages to, you know only like very few very few few people checking in mainly family and a few close friends so I think I don't know for me I think people I think the message means more than what people think they might bring up by messaging you know what I mean the message means more to the person than you know worrying about how they're gonna what it's gonna remind them of I think just having someone think of you is, is nice you know um, might might brighten their day so I would do it <laughs> absolutely
0: and so tell me a bit about what the state of your mental health was like before i guess this year or maybe before let's say going back to november of 2019 and then um talk me through how your
1: kind of what your mental health journey's been like over 2020. it's been very up and down um i have um quite bad anxiety and I have I generally uh, I have experienced very low moods in my life it's been a roller coaster in terms of that um, I in school I um, I went through quite a bad period um, just very low moods for a while and then things got better and then I went to university and um, yeah up and down but not, not not as much as in school and then obviously this year it's been very up and down I mean um, as you can imagine, it's um, obviously having um, having experienced this prior to everything that happened when when everything happened, it was it kind of made it very exaggerated all the emotions, you know um, so you know everything that I may have felt in the past is like times 100 now. like
0: what is what is your darkest day? Look like.
1: So I'll wake up in the morning, I'll be, I'll wake up, I'll probably have had bad dreams about my mom, um, just like flashbacks, whatever, about when she was sick, obviously. Um, wake up, not really be in the mood, be kind of grumpy, upset, you know, very upset, of course. Um, I'd generally stay in bed for a while, wake up, try, like, try, you know, do something productive, generally doesn't work very well, but you know, I'd try. Um, on those days, I guess i I try to keep myself busy as best as I can, although it's difficult um, i I guess I, 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 your darkest days change as as the as the time goes by right mm-hmm. so in the beginning, my darkest days were were comforted by you know i I was very busy in the beginning because like people were at the house, you know we were organizing this, organizing that, um, you know friends around you know everyone kind of there, so my darkest days then were kind of. They were kind of um, dampened by, by, the, by the company and the busyness. The blow was softened. Yes, exactly. And then um, as time went on, my darkest days became a bit more lonely, I guess. Um, I, um, I don't really speak much about... I, I find my friends and my family have to push me um, to, to, you know, speak because generally they'll see that I'm upset on these days and they'll be like, "Uh, I can see that you're upset, like, do you want to speak about it? And I struggle to speak about it, of course, Um, but it's still quite fresh. Um, But lately I've learned to, you know, on these days, talk to people who are closest to me. Um, Yeah, they just, I try to make the days less lonely. A very, very cute
0: dog has just um, stumbled our way. He's he's adorable, and Lido's currently passing him. He's very sweet. This is the joys of being outside. We have also just passed a uh, quite a stunning duck pond, and I don't know. You might have picked up on some ducklings splashing around. <laughs> very very sweet. I think I think while well, Lido passed the passed the dog, I'm going to chat on. But I think that uh, Now Lido's wiping herself down. Nice. Uh, I think Lido's experience of kind of like no matter if someone's experienced grief or not i think a lot of people can relate to what you're saying about um just not like feeling lonely and not wanting to talk about things and um obviously you're very lucky to have the support of family and friends and unfortunately that's something that you know other people might not have which is which is really really hard i think
1: um expanding on that i think my family was very or is very close rather than a very big. You know Greek family, so I have people who, you know, obviously, obviously share the loss with me because they were, you know, equally as close to both, you know, my mom and my gran. Um, so it makes it it makes it a bit easier. But you know, for for people who don't have you know close families, they might feel very alone. So you know, that's when I think friends have to step in as well for these people, and you know, just kind of. You know, they say friends are like chosen family, so you just have to kind of play the role, and although they may not, the person may not seem like, they, they, sometimes people don't seem like they're grateful they are, you know, um, and even if they, even if you just sit with them and they don't want to talk, even if you just sit there, it's, it makes it easier, you know. Um, yeah, I just say check, check in on people.
0: I love that, and that goes with, with anything, check in on people, I, it means a lot. Also, you you touch on friends and family, but for someone that might not have friends or family, uh, what support did you go to outside of that, and where did you find that support, and how did it help you?
1: Counseling, I'd say, is very important. Um, I'd say, I, I mean, I've I've been seeing someone. Um, it's important to feel comfortable with that person, though, mm-hmm. um, because often people go um, to these counselors or whatever, and they don't feel comfortable. So I was lucky enough that I that I um i knew the lady before and you know um yeah i i I feel comfortable so i say that's the most important thing go to someone go to someone that you feel comfortable speaking to and someone that you don't feel you know judged by um you know it's very easy to just go to a counselor but doesn't you know you have to find the right one Mm -hmm. so i'd say even don't be afraid to like go to multiple ones and Mm. you know choose one after that um the one that, you know, fits you best and, you know, the one that you click with the most. Um, but I'd say i say that's a good idea because they give you a whole new perspective and mm-hmm. you know, they're not so close in your life that you feel like you you can't say certain things, you mm-hmm. know. Because often like I know I know with me, like sometimes I don't want to say certain things, let's say for instance to to people who are close to these I don't wanna upset mm-hmm. them, you know. Um but with with um, someone who's actually trained it's it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to, you know, just say everything because that's their job. Sure. You know. So yeah,
0: and what's one thing you've picked up in uh, counselling that you otherwise wouldn't have learned that you've applied, that um, a listener might be able to apply that's really really helped you? Learning how to
1: open up more to people. Um, um, do how do you kn- do that practically? Practically, you just have to kind of force yourself. Um, it, it, it's uncomfortable. It's the start. You, well, I what, I what I do is I've I've chosen a few people who I trust the most, and um, you just work on it every day, I guess. Um, you know, and in the beginning it's difficult and then slowly it becomes easier when you realise that you can trust them and, you know, they're not going to, you know, break that trust because, you know, the people who are closest to you wouldn't want to do that. Mm. Um, so it's helped with that. It's helped with, you know, managing anxiety, um, like, like how to cope when you're feeling very anxious, like what to do. Well, what do you do? Um, What do I do? I'll go on a walk, listen to music. I'll... Um, what else will i do um, hmm I'll take a few deep breaths I'll just realize sometimes i I like to realize how you know the bigger picture you know if you if you if you almost look at things from an from an outside perspective and looking into yourself and seeing like mm. that you know there's so much life you know there's so much that's that's you you know i mean i'm only twenty two um still we're still very young so it's there's there's a lot to you know look forward to you just have to remind yourself of that and that kind of makes the anxiety a bit less because you realize that okay like you know things are going to be okay
0: I love that I think that's a great attitude to have I think obviously there's been lots of doubts and dark days but tell me a bit about the moments that have maybe given you light or tell me a bit about the positives you think you've or how you've changed as a person positively? Where where, where the, Where's the good been in 2020? <laughs> Please find
1: some for us. <laughs> so I think when everything, in the beginning of this year, especially with my mom, when everything started happening, um, you know, it, it feels like you're not going to be able to cope with what's about to happen. Because obviously we, we knew a few days before things weren't going well, things weren't looking good. And in those times, I, I, I thought, well, you know, like, shit, this is... Like, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to cope? I'm not going to be able to manage. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you realise that it's difficult, but you, you actually can cope. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing, like, what what humans can, can withstand, you know. And I think I didn't realise the full... Um, my full p- potential in yes, terms of... Yes, can Oh, yes, girl! In terms of um, being able to cope with things, although... Um, yeah, it's, although it's very difficult, of course. Um, and it makes you feel almost like you. I, I actually think I'm, I'm, I'm less afraid as a person now because, you know, I, I've realized that I can manage a lot of things. I can manage the worst things. And still, although, you know, it's awful and it's sad and I'm sometimes sad and, you know, down, um, I'm still okay. I'm still, you know, I'm still studying. I'm still. Seeing friends, I'm still seeing family, spending time with family. So yeah, I think that's the that's the greatest thing about that I've learned in 2020.
0: I think that is the perfect segue to uh, what I want to talk about next. Before we move on, is there anything else you want to say about grief
1: loss, your mom? I think just the final thing would be checking on your friends, checking on your family. Um, don't worry about like making them feel awkward or offending them. You're not. Um, You know, just just be there for someone you don't know. The thing is, you don't know who else is there for that person. So rather just be there, because although they may have that, they may have a big family, they may have lots of friends. Sometimes people get sometimes other people get busy, you know, Um, sometimes family gets busy, you know, so just check in if you've got a spare moment. And I promise you, they'll appreciate it. Following Lido's lead, I
0: think it's a great time to take one minute out to check in with yourself. So, pull off an earphone, take off the headphones, and just soak in your surroundings for one minute. Lido and I will be back on the other side. are you feeling are you anxious are you nervous are you excited do you feel calm content at peace whatever you're feeling you're not alone we will be chatting about all things relationships now you also exited a long-term relationship tell me a bit about after how many years were you and um your boyfriend together just over five years five and a half years so they were high school sweethearts i remember lena walked into a math lesson in grade 10 and she was like steph i've just been out with this guy and the guy stuck around for five and a half years lovely lovely guy if you if you're listening um but tell me a bit about kind of uh, i guess i mean it's a long it's a long-term relationship what was it like to kind of make that decision okay now's the time how much did your experiences during the year influence that and add to that whole experience of separating from him
1: you know obviously in the in the middle of the years when everything happened with um when when i when i made those changes um and i think i realized you know that i was obviously not feeling very happy and like what can i give in a relationship when i'm not even happy with myself you know um but it was it was um it was a, I guess a good breakup in the sense that we still we still remained close and so it was it was a it was a good in inverted commas breakup um because you know we still remained close and he was very understanding um and um I think he understood that I just needed to work on my own happiness and you know find my feet again um you know so we were both quite philosophical about it you know in that in situations like this, it, it's important for you to actually take care of yourself. You know.
0: How much did your experiences with grief, with the pandemic, with moving away, how did that all pile into the decision?
1: Um, I guess I just realised that I needed to, you know, work on a lot of things about myself after after losing my mum. I the, uh, you you start to reflect more, and I started realising that things things that needed work in my life. Um, of course. The pandemic played a role in that you have more time to think. Um, I mean, you're stuck inside, right? So you can't really like before. You know, um, you, you. you I, I'm sure a lot of people have experienced this. You have a lot more time to yourself, um, and I think that that made me, you know, realize um, that you know I just needed to work on myself, and that that was the major the major factor it was it was in you know it was about me it wasn't about mm. anyone else at all
0: it's not saying it's it's not you it's me yeah, it's that,
1: it. <laughs> the oldest one in the book tell me a bit about how you actually did it um i'd say when you've gone through a, a massive you know change or it doesn't even have to be a loss um just a, just a change um take the opportunity to actually because obviously when, when things change you you automatically like become very self-reflective and I'd say take that opportunity to think of things that you actually want to do and things that you want to achieve and areas in which you want to grow and actually just take advantage of that and um you know instead of instead of you know sometimes sometimes you know just wallowing and just some like you have to have those feel sorry for myself days you know you have to um but I'd say also on the other hand you know when you're going through these changes it's the perfect time to actually do things that you've always wanted to do you know and when you're going through changes you have the opportunity to make more changes does that make sense because things are already changing you already feel unstable so make all those changes that you've wanted to make for years and you'll you'll feel a lot better um and you know do all the things you wanted to do take all the opportunities you want to take and you've always been too afraid to take because when you go through these changes you become fearless and it's the perfect time to do all the things you were too scared to do before so tell me a
0: bit about how you did that uh how how scary was this or were you scared
1: or were you ready for it I mean, of course, it's scary. Um, you know, I think for me it was a bit different because I knew that this person was always going to be there because we have we have a really special relationship. So, um, but I'd say for people who are afraid, if you have those those feelings and those you know thoughts, um, you know, instead of saying oh you know I should have taken the time to work on myself and I should have done this and I should have done that, um, rather just you know, just just believe in yourself and just do it you know um because you don't want to have those thoughts later on in life you don't want to and although it's scary yes of course it was scary i mean it's it's a you know it's a big change um as i said you can deal with a lot more than you think you can um as as i spoke about before you you think you can't cope with something and you think you you won't be okay but you will be um that's just humans are meant to survive right um, you you can you can withstand a lot more than you think so I'd say just you know have the courage and just you know um, just just believe in yourself enough to to take that step
0: I love that because should have is the gap where kind of regret lies it's looking back and being like I should have done that I should have started a business I should have maybe ventured out and found a partner I should have maybe Worked on myself. So I think that's really interesting. Also,
1: if you have a good relationship, um, you don't want to like have those memories tainted, you know. Mm-hmm. By you don't you don't want to you know ruin that what you what you what you had, you know, um, because you were too scared. Mm-hmm. You always you you want to still keep. It's it's often more hurtful to the person to the other person if you just you know stick around even though you're not happy in yourself and you're just sticking around just because. I think that would hurt more mm-hmm. than actually you know saying you know. I've got a lot of like things that I need to sort out for myself. Um, so I think it would be best if, you know, we just remember like the good times for now and, you know, just, just give yourself some space and, you know, figure yeah. it out. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And you've also um, had to support a partner through their own grief. So for someone listening, so that's kind of a, a little switcheroo there, but for someone that might be listening that maybe uh, their partner's going through something what advice would you give what do you th- what do you think worked or didn't work
1: um, when your partner went through a tragedy i think in in cases like that you need to be selfless um, but i think it, i think i don't think of, of course your significant other plays a role you know in support, but I think that they're just one part of it you know family and friends are also a huge thing I think we place a lot of a lot of um emphasis on you know the partner of the person and whatever and of course they play a huge role but it is important that other people are there too um but how i dealt with it is you know just complete like you know i tried to be as supportive as i could be and i didn't you know in obviously i hadn't gone through anything like that so i didn't try to understand because you can't really understand i was just there um And you know, I just, I just try to um, make sure that you know. Sometimes people can, you know, grief does strange things. Sometimes you go a bit off the tracks. So, you know, I know I, I certainly um, sometimes find myself deviating. You know, from the (laughs) the, um, the 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 tracks. You know, so you know, I just try to you know remind and. Make sure that they know that people are there for them, and you know that that they're, that they're just not alone. And that if anything they need, you know, you're there. And also, you yeah, just make an effort just to just to listen, even if even if they don't want to speak, just to be there. You know, sometimes people don't want to talk about it. Sometimes people, even if they, even if your your partner, or not even just partner, even if you, you have a best friend and they they're going through something, um, they've lost someone. You know, even just you know just listening and just. Just even doing something else. Sometimes people don't want to talk about it. Sometimes sometimes people just want to go and, I don't know, go bowling. I don't know, you know? Just... Even not speaking about it, but being there, helps a lot. Even just doing something else, something that they like. Before Lido and her significant other
0: parted ways, uh, they kind of tried the long-distance thing for a while. So um, it's kind of just making me think Lido's got everything in this in this episode. There's long-term relationships, there's grief, there's mental health. It's, it's, it's got it all. Firstly,
1: how long were you doing the long-distance thing? Well, initially, um, a few years back, we did long distance for a year because um, he, went to, he went to university and I, um, I was still at school. And then we did long distance for another eight months, um, you know, uh, this year. Um, and um, I think long distance actually, it, it can work. It definitely can work. Um, I don't think that was, that was a factor that played a role. Um, you know that that wasn't the, the reason for things you know ending I think if you want to make it work you will um, but you have to want to that's the thing you see you have to make an effort you know sometimes like silly things like you just have to have a call even if there's nothing to say just you know have a call sometimes that, sometimes you feel like especially during a pandemic your days become very monotonous you're doing the same thing every day you know there's not, there's not much news I mean like what can you say oh I watch TV for six hours today you know like, <laughs> you know like oh I binge watched gossip girl like no (laughs) you know but you just you just have that call anyway you just even if even if there's nothing to say even if you're just doing your own thing on the call like even if you're i don't know watching an episode or something and they're you know working or whatever just with long distance you have to make that effort even if it seems like you know like oh i don't i don't really have much news you know you you sometimes have to you know not dig to ask things but you know you have to you you can't have like monotonous conversation, you know maybe instead of texting all the time you don't text all the time and you have a call, because often what people do is they'll text constantly which I personally don't like I'm not a fan of texting all the time Um, they'll text constantly and then they've said everything, you know but in, in really like impersonal text messages so rather instead of that maybe don't do that and have a phone call at the end of the day and you'll have more to speak about and you'll actually be speaking so, and that feels like more like you're in person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what, I would, that's what I would say.
0: I've never been in a relationship, but I've heard about texting fatigue. Uh, and I think, as Lilo said, calls is a great way, I think, to spice things up. I'm imagining now here, people. Um, voice notes, photos, uh, pop in a few emojis, um, get, do a video call. I, yeah, I mean, there are, there are so many so many options. Can I just say, actually, and something I think Lilo should touch on, Lilo could have dropped out. Lido could have bowed out, deferred, end of the game, put a full stop there. But she put a little comma. There was a little pause. She did what she had to do. She had to sort things out. But then she came back. You bounced back. Yeah. And I, I think that's remarkable. I think people need to know that.
1: Yeah, I think, you, you you know, everything in life's a choice. Um, So when you're faced with something like this, you can choose to either, you know, you can choose to accept defeat. You can choose to, you know, sit in your room and quit. And, you know... um. You know, just think, oh, what's the point? And, you know, all of that. But then, but there's no fun in that, you know? Um, There's absolutely no fun in that. Like, at at the end of the day, this is really harsh, but life moves on. Mm. And doing that's just doing an injustice to yourself because life is going to move on. And what, are you just going to be in your room? Just, you know, Mm. now you've dropped out and now you've, what what are you going to do with your time, you know? Um,
0: What are some of the opportunities you took that you don't think you would have otherwise, had you not had the year you'd had?
1: Well, I mean, okay. so as you said, I could have I could have deferred. I could have, you know, um, I could have whatever dropped out. Um, But I think some of the opportunities that I took, I was always I mean, I I started studying in a different country. Everything's very different. And I was a bit I was a bit nervous. And then when I came back from everything, I was like, you know, I got this, you know. Um, can't be that difficult, and then it ended up not being that difficult. Um, so I took that opportunity. I ended up, you know, I ended up pushing really hard to do the masters I wanted to do. You know, you know, to also to spend time with people who I wanted to spend time with. You know, you really you really begin to realize who you value and who you should spend time with. So that's another opportunity I took. You know, um, I made effort in in the relationships that I cared about. You know, I just I just spend a time. um, on my hobbies more, mm. so I spend the time with my music. I, I've I've started reading more. Um, I've started, you know, I, I put myself out there, made some friends, you know. Um, I generally, I am, I'm, I'm not closed off. I wouldn't say, but I, um, you know, I used to struggle to put myself out there, but now, you know, I don't. I I'm, I'm kind of more fearless, and I'm just, you know, I don't really care. In the sense that, like, I'm gonna put myself out there. If People don't like me. That's okay. You know, I, I was never. Uh, I think I was a bit like that before, but now it's a bit. It's to a larger extent. You know, if people, you know, don't don't gel with me, that's 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 okay. We've spoken
0: about family. We've spoken about friends. We've spoken about significant others. I want to talk about my favorite topic, the self. The self, the self. exactly. Yes.
1: I want to know how just how do you feel about yourself how do you feel in your body how do you feel in your own mind that changes on a daily basis (laughs) i'm joking yeah it does change on a daily basis though um um i think that's completely normal you know on my good days i feel you know unstoppable and i feel like you know i'm ready to take everything on Mm. On my bad days um you know you feel really low um but but generally speaking, I managed to pull myself out of those days, you know, and um, about myself. I think I think I'm I'm on the right path. You know, I'm studying a good degree, uh, my masters, and um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to to the future and. You know, I think living in London is very exciting personally for me. uh, There's lots of opportunities. There's always something to do, and I think that's that's really I've really like. I think I've grown as a person being here, um, just meeting new people, um, experiencing new things. I think I've really, I've really um, gained a broader perspective of things. I've learned to deal with things that I, you know, that in South Africa you don't deal with. Like I've learned to, you know, although my sense of direction isn't great, I've learned to, you know navigate around uh, as best as I can around a, a big city which I never I was never able to do before I've learned to you know uh, obviously I lived by myself in, in South Africa when I was studying but um, in London it's more it's a bit more independent because you're in a big city so I've learned how to you know really uh, take care of myself deal with you know everyday things that you know seem really mundane, but when you look at them they're they actually all those little things they really they make a difference you know they and you you look back i like if I look back to like where I was last year, it's a very like very different i'm in a very different space i uh, the things that the things that used to bother me now you know they 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 don't they don't bother me anymore um i yeah i guess i just don't i don't sweat about the small stuff anymore um whenever something happens i'm like is this really, you know, life-changing in the way that I think it is, you know, and it kind of brings things into perspective. So for me, I guess I've learned, I've learned to put things in perspective, which is a big thing. Mm. Putting things in perspective is a huge thing, and maybe before I couldn't do that, but now I can, you know. So like, y- you know, I, I've just I've just realised the the magnitude of things and where, where importance should be placed and where it shouldn't. I love that. I think your story is such a testament to um, how you can
0: how you can like go through dark tunnels, but there are pockets of goodness and pockets of growth and pockets mm-hmm. of changing of perspective, and I think your story is a huge testament to that.
1: Yeah. Well, you grow most in the most difficult times, trust me. Eventually, something good will happen. You just have to keep going.
0: To end on a bit more of a morbid but hopefully optimistic note, we just passed a plaque earlier in the park that was... Um, in loving memory of someone and it said much loved and never forgotten and that just made me think let's say you've lived your life your full life and you get to the end how would you want people to remember Lidon what do you want what do you want that
1: plaque to read slightly crazy lovable loyal therefore all the people who were dear to her I guess something, I, I, I want to be a dependable person, you know, that's how I want to be remembered, I want to be remembered as someone who was there for the people who I care about, you know, that's that's the main thing, um, but obviously I, my my friends know I'm quite quirky, uh, I'm a little bit eccentric, so I also want to re- be remembered like that, I don't, I think, you know, ordinary like things have never really fascinated me, um, and that that used to bug me, but now I'm just like, you know, it's fine, I don't mind if people think I'm weird, you know. It's, it's whatever so I, I'd, I'd like to be remembered as a dependable person who's a little bit eccentric um, because I've just decided to embrace that and um, you know caring and I think just, uh, just someone who's who you know gives their, their time and their energy to people who they care about most that's the main thing for me and I can absolutely vouch for that. Lilo is fearlessly
0: loyal. She's quirky, she's got her her eccentric side and she's um, hugely dependable. Lilo, uh, the pleasure has really been all mine. It's been wonderful, wonderful walking along the paths of um, the park that I still can't pronounce Canizaro. Canizaro. Um, But so thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it and I hope um, oh listeners, if you want to see what Dino looks like, we're about to take a selfie and that'll be up on Instagram um, so you can go put a face to a name <laughs> thanks for tuning in